hello, and welcome once again to Yadi Yadi Boys, the official JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast of the anime of the manga of the Hirohiko Araki. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, also known as Splattershot Jr., and with me as always is Brooks Oglesby. Hi, I'm Brooks Oglesby, a.k.a. an ordinary high school student. Yeah. Regular. Yeah, just regular, normal, average size strength of a high school student. Uh, before we start, I have to say I was so excited when I was playing Splatoon before the podcast, as I usually do. Uh-huh. And who do I see on my team but Brooks? It was me, and I was there with my Tentatech splatter shot, and I was there to help, and we did a good job. Did you notice that uh, there was a guy on our team at some point named P-Goat? Yeah! It was good. I liked it. Yeah, I, t- I tried to get a, um, I think a screenshot, I got a screenshot of, the, screenshot of the, like, the team uh, after the game. I think I got it. I'll have to check again. But okay, good we also, we we fought against a team, and the bad guys uh, canonically got a score of 42.0%, which I thought was pretty funny, because that's the, the, that's the calculus of weed. <laughs> it's the weed geometry, as it's known. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're, we're doing different recording today, because Skype updated without my permission. I just loaded yeah. up, and it was like, hey, you want to see this? So, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see hey, look what I broke! Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how... Uh, how the quality is should be should be better because we're gonna actually yeah. do a real job today. I am. Yeah, like an actual podcast that gets money to to do it. Yeah, we'll try that out. Anyways, uh, this is a horny one. This I I was gonna ask my uh, customer what'd you think of this one, but uh, <laughs> I honestly I kind of I was kind of able to take a step back and kind of like it. It was uh it, some tr- some uh troubling concepts in this. There was some yeah, there was some challenging stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, also I really like the dynamic of Joseph and Avdol. Uh huh. Yeah, they're, they're like bodies. they're like Polnareff and Jotaro, but with charisma. They're like Pol- They're like Jotaro and Kakuyin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, with age. this episode, this episode would fucking suck if it was just if it was Joseph and Avdol and Iggy being bored, and then Jotaro and Polnareff going on a funny a funny humping adventure. Luckily, luckily he wasn't. Luckily, it was the good duo of the characters that I like. Uh, so first episode, it's episode thirty. Be- it's called Best Tets Mariah, but it should be the other way around, shouldn't it? Like Mariah Probably. was the user. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, this one starts with uh, Kakuyin, and he's in the hospital. And uh, he did say that he takes painkillers for his which eye. Isn't, so yeah, I, which is bad. I didn't know if that was Breaking Edge, so I thought I'd get your... Um, um, well, the person who invented Straight Edge, uh, Philip CM Punk, mm-hmm. um, uh, fractured his skull when he was a kid and didn't take painkillers for it. So I guess um, it's... Not taking painkillers is... The only way you can stay edge, but also extremely stupid. Yeah, it's it's uh technically not, but it's like not within the spirit of the law. Yeah, you know? it's it's like you know, it's I'm not gonna give up my caffeine sodas. I'm uh-huh. not I'm not I'm not a hardline straight edge. Yeah. Uh, so then a doctor comes in, and he's like, "Oh, Kakuyin, you look terrible, and you're gonna live here forever." Just kidding. <laughs> the funny a funny comedy doctor walks in, and the nurse is like upset too. She wasn't in on the goof apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, just kidding. The Speedwagon Foundation is here to help you with their advanced medical technologies, such as making eyes good again. <laughs> they built you new. They built you new specialized, and you're being discharged. Uh, and then the the uh, the doctor's like, "Who are you that you have such like ties to the Speedwagon Foundation?" And Kakuyin just like, "I have a friend." <laughs> okay, thank you. And yeah, that's pretty much it, huh? 
And then it, this was just to remind us that Kakyoin exists. He's like, oh, my friends, I'll be with you soon or whatever. Yeah, at first, I, when I was coaxed into the Doctor Snafu, I did think that this was their way of writing Kakyoin off because there was some fucking like voice actor dispute or something like that. <laughs> that would be so messed up if like for some reason the anime is like follows everything down to like the exact panel, but also Kakyoin just isn't there. <laughs> Um, what happened? Oh, yeah, then we're in Luxor, which is, which used to be known as Thebes. Did you know Yeah, that? it's, it's up the Nile, and thereby King- I didn't know that, but the narrator told me. So you want to, uh, you want to take this, this part, have this one, uh, Yeah, so my off? first, my first note, um, is that this is kind of the, it's the P-Got, you know, like, and how Game of Thrones always opens with somebody being sleepy or a woman looking off of a balcony. This one starts with Polnareff needing to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then, um, meanwhile, Joseph and Iggy find a grave for turds. Yeah, this is another uh, citation needed, because uh, it's like an outhouse, but there's just like a hole in the ground and a bucket full of sand. And jo- Joseph does explain to me, the viewer, uh, he says, the air is so dry, the poop turns to dust and flies away. Yeah. Um, and you you actually get to see a shot of a turd, like, getting defeated in Undertale <laughs> and just turning into dust. And also, uh, he's like, oh, well, how do I wipe? And there's a, a coffee, like, container full of sand. And it's a sand washlet. It's a sand washlet, which he hates. And then Iggy he's, says... He says, oh, my God, 16 times. He does say, oh, my God, 16 times. And then Iggy looks at the hole and he says, this is a nice hole for me to poop in. Yeah, he does. And, yeah, that's what he says. I feel like you could write a paper on the poop anxiety in this show. It's... But it's only, like, this season. Like, it's not a thing... Like, for me, yes. Like, I have poop anxiety my whole life. Yeah. Not, not just when I'm in Egypt, but... So I relate with to, relate to it heavily. But. Yeah, it is. I, I, I'm sure we've tread this ground before, but I very much do feel like the narrator travels the exact same way that I do, where... Like, the, when I when I think of the time I went to Paris in college, I think of, oh my god, you had to pay 10 cents to go to the public restroom, and it was very bad, and I'm never going back there. Rather than, like, oh, it was beautiful, and we had a crepe. One crepe. Uh, oh, did you know that Desert Sand is sterile? The announcer tells us that. We, I did not know that, and now I do. I do know that. So every time, I'm just going to drop a deuce in the desert and cover it up with sand, and then uh, it'll blow away into the Nile. Hmm. Um. So yeah, Joseph. This this is what happens. This is not like a fabrication. Joseph leaves this poop bathroom, and he's like, "I'm not going to be here." And he sees a big rock, and there's an electrical socket on it. Right. So he touches the electrical socket with his robot hand, and he gets <laughs> shocked and blown away. So that's so uh, he gets he takes ten thousand volts of electricity and he gets blown a hundred feet backwards into another rock. And Abdal just says, "Stop messing around." Yeah, like like it's his famous goof that he always does, and everyone's sick yeah. of it. Stop fucking killing yourself for one second. Uh, and then we see that there's a pretty lady up on a cliff, and it tells us that her name is Mariah, like the Carrie. She's a pretty lady, and she's Bakura from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. And she says the horny thing of you always want to touch with off-limits. Yeah. What's off-limits? And uh, her stand is is the uh, the Egyptian sex cat, Bastet. Yeah, her, her stand is Rotom from Pokemon, and yeah. it turns into electricity, and you don't like to touch it. Uh, but also it's other things. Yeah, it's also it can pretty much whatever she wants as long as the electricity is involved. Yeah, it's Battle in Asia, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my next uh, note here is Coca-Cola caps. Yeah, they go to a cafe and they enjoy – everybody enjoys a nice Coca-Cola while they talk about what to do next. For, for and- like being on the search for Dio, they sure do go to a lot of cafes. 
They go to a lot of cafes, and um, they—I mean—they do talk about how they're kind of injured here, and they do almost lose all the time. So maybe they shouldn't rush to Dio. Yeah, which makes sense. And this is when Joseph starts to get the funny Coca-Cola bottles stuck to him. Yeah, you, he just gets up, and you see like a couple of caps stuck to him. Oh, and also there's a guy, uh, like the shopkeeper or whatever. He's there's a radio. And the radio's all staticky, and they're like, hey, turn this piece of shit radio off. And he's like, I don't know why it's like this. I just got it from Japan. I'm an Egyptian man. That's how he talks. And then they leave, and then the radio starts again. Ooh. And this is, so also in the scene, Joseph's prosthetic hand starts acting up, and this is where in my notes I say, oh, it's a magnet, lads. And I figure that out, but in case you didn't, and I'm always the last person to figure that shit out, um... But if you didn't know that it was a he was like magnetized, the next twenty five minutes are pretty much dedicated to hinting to it at you. you. Oh well, he says, yeah, he says his hand needs to be oiled, which I mm-hmm. guess is a thing he does. He needs to jack off, is and what he's saying. This part really fucking sucks. Oh, the uh, hammer man! They're walking by, and there's a guy like hammering nails into uh, a box, like a shipping crate, and he has the nails in his mouth, you know, like you do. Yeah. But uh, Joseph, he walks by, and because he's magnetized. The nails don't just fly, like, out of the guy's mouth into Joseph. They fly through his cheek. Yeah, it's like a Steve-O jackass thing, and it's and bad to it's see. it's very bad to see, and I hated every second of it. And then, the, also, the hammer flies away. But uh, And a- Abdal catches it, and then they're like, huh, maybe that was an enemy stand, but probably not. Let's keep going. Yeah, they don't say anything. Abdal's just like, be careful with your hammer. As if, like, this guy had the strength to fucking throw it at them. And they also, they <laughs> see this guy with four nails going through his cheek, and he's, like, screaming and crying, and they just walk away. These are the protagonists. Yeah, yeah. Polnareff was a was a pretty fucking big asshole here. <laughs> this whole episode, he just complains all the time. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's in character, but yeah. I just, I this episode had about thirty cumulative seconds of Polnareff, and it was too much. All of them, he's just like, women suck. Yeah, I wish I was on a horny adventure with your grandpa Jotaro. Um, what happens? They go to the hotel. Yeah, they go to a hotel and Polnareff is mad because he wants breakfast. He's Polnareff's wearing a shirt that says, "Don't, I'm sorry for what I did when I was hangry." <laughs> he says, "Don't talk to me till I had my coffee." Yeah, that's what Polnareff says. He says, "Don't." He says, "Coffee, And then Joseph uh, wakes up, and um, his watch stopped, and he moved 180 degrees in his sleep. And Abdul's like, "That's weird." Anyways, yeah, let's go to breakfast. So, so they wake, uh, th- there's one thing I think Polnareff says that's good. It's like him and Jotara are waiting outside, and he's like, "I thought old people wake up early in the morning." Which, which is, is true. Which is true and good. One thing you gotta know. And then, uh, yeah, so Avdol, he's just like, hey, Joseph, uh, you, you like, have a very youthful vigor because your bed turned 180 degrees in sleep, <laughs> like where your head was, your feet are now. Anyway, goodbye. Uh-huh. Like, this is regular. Anyways, this hotel's about to get really horny, and I'm gonna leave because it's not my brand. And also the fucking Coca-Cola caps are still stuck to him. And he, then at this point, he starts getting owned by a chair and by a metal door. They just keep kind of rolling towards him and opening, and he yeah, doesn't like, like it. It's like another comedy episode uh, right now because, like, the doors fly open and then, like, stuff flies at him. And he goes near girls' dresses. And, like, if there's, like, a metal clasp on the dress, like, the dress flies up or whatever. Yeah, which is the, the literally the next thing that happens uh-huh. is he walks down and, like, a magnet pulls up the this lady's skirt. And then she's like, um, oh, you pervert, and she slaps him. But then he walks a little bit further, and guess what? This time it happens, but it's an old lady. This time, literally me and any improv scene playing an old woman, like, 
walks up because uh-huh. her back, her spine is completely horizontal, and she's like, "Oh, hello, Sadie," and it's extremely bad. Oh, I'm so old and dying, but yeah, let me tell you about the Dust Bowl. <laughs> but yeah. and yeah, so the difference between old men and old women on the show is fucking staggering. Well, we only know we. So I only know two. Okay, maybe three old men so far. It's uh, Joseph, right? Speedwagon and fucking Roses the Butler, right? And even the last two, they were they. Joseph has one more wrinkle than his grandson, and his hair is gray, and that's it. Mm. And this is I didn't I didn't want to look this up beforehand because I don't want to. I'm very afraid of Joseph's like wiki page because uh-huh. I don't want to see things. Uh-huh. Um, but he is 69 years old. Nice. Is he really 69? Yes, in this part, he's 69 years old. Okay, because I was like, okay, so he was old enough to um, be pretend not really friends with a Nazi in, like, the late, third, late 30s, he was, early I think 40s. he was 18 to 20. So he was born in the fucking 20s. Yeah, he was. And it's, and it's what, the 80s, 90s now? It's, like, the late 80s. Yeah. This guy's fucking old. And he he's is. A, he's an old he's man. He's a brick shithouse still. But he, he, it's because he knows how own. It is because he knows how... Yeah, that old lady should have learned how own. I guess Speedwagon looked kind of old, but he wasn't, like... When it's an old man, it's just like, oh, he's old and distinguished. But old ladies are like, yeah! Like, they look yeah, like the, creatures. The, the only old man that was like that was fucking Will Zeppeli. Yeah. <laughs> and that's because he was just a sex pervert. Yeah, they're like, yeah, frog! And it was bad. <laughs> Glad he's dead. Jojo! That's how he sounds. Jojo, I have to do my grandson! <laughs> But even he was, like, he was kind of distinguished. Like, he had a hat. Yeah, and then he, he stole all of Yugi's cards and ripped them up on the cruise ship and said, Say goodbye to Exodia! <laughs> he throws them into the ocean. He them into the ocean. <laughs> the first step of, of, no, of Hamon training uh-huh. is destroying all the pieces of Exodia and throwing them into the sea. It's true. Uh, so, yeah, then this, like, old lady, she's just like, Oh, I like your... Uh, your straightforward and aggressive style. And then Joseph says, oh my God, because what's he going to do? Fuck a woman five years older than him? <laughs> Disgusting. That's the whole shit. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, it's it's normal and good for Joseph to be horny for like these hopefully 20-somethings. Like, the joke would still be bad, but it would at least make more sense if it was like Polnareff or something. Yeah. You can't you can't put uh, Jotaro or Kakyo in, in that because they're little boys. This entire episode is uh, Joseph sort of fighting back against compulsory heterosexuality. Yeah. He starts crying at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, he very much thinks that he's going to die like two minutes from now, which is a very good scene. This episode is just a bad sitcom, and then he like runs away from the old lady. And he does – so for some reason he hasn't noticed – the plot hasn't told him that he's magnetic yet. So he decides to go down an escalator and my fucking like worst nightmares ever in my life that I always think about happens. Uh-huh. And that he, uh, uh, Mariah is like on the escalator ahead of him and she ties whatever, like she ties clacker beads that he used in his youth. I very him. much thought she was using fucking clacker boomerang and I got so excited. They're like, like beads from her hair or something, but she yeah. ties them around him and he gets caught in the escalator and he's being pulled down into the escalator at the bottom. And I hate it so much. And I wanted to die in real life. It was pretty bad. Um, and also because like, I was kind of like, this is kind of, this is a, this is a ridiculous fear. Nothing's going to happen. Like you might get a little scrape on your hands, but then the like the the ropes that are tied around it are pulling it, and his 
Like his hands are throwing up blood and it's bad to it's see. It's bad to see. And his robot hand is like crackling and exploding and his other hand is gushing blood everywhere. He's fine afterwards, of course. But Yeah, and then after – well, he also did just get a bunch of silverware thrown into his back and stabbed a bunch. He's fine. Oh, yeah. And he's big and strong and has muscles and it's because it's, it's of hormone. <laughs> and so then he uses Hermit Purple to check for the emergency stop button. Which is on the side. And he says, oh, no, I can't find it. And it's literally like – two inches over to the side of where he's it's checking. the it's the place where every emergency stop button is but he checks fucking under the escalator yeah though i did enjoy how like fucking extra he is because eventually he's like i think he realizes that like oh this is the stand user like i have to stop her but she right. gets away and then he gets to the bottom of the elevator and he's being sucked down the elevator the escalator and he's like oh my god i'm gonna die help me someone help me and then abdul just yeah. walks up and presses the button but he spends another, like, five minutes at the bottom of the escalator that's not moving, being like, I'm dying. This is the last <laughs> moment on Earth. Someone save me. Yeah, and there's a crowd forms, and it's actually a very funny scene. It, this actually was funny because then Avdol, like, goes up to him, and he's like, uh, Mr. Joestar, I pressed the stop button. And he's like, oh, uh, well, uh, this escalator inspection was a success. Uh, please sign here, sir. And Abdul doesn't get it. Abdul's like, I don't understand why you're saying that. You were just trapped there by an enemy yeah. stand user. What do you mean, Mr. Joseph Joestar, the coward? Yeah, <laughs> the coward who always runs away. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so I have here, this inspection found no problems. And also my next note is Polnareff is an idiot. I don't remember why, but... Um, let's see, so... This is okay. So there's a little quick thing where Avdol catches a falling statue right on the the breast meat. Oh yeah. And then they're like, and then the, they make chase after after Mariah, and then she goes into the women's restroom, and it's bad. Um, and then we go to Jotaro and Polnareff, and they're smoking. Oh, and Polnareff just like, hey, where are our old friends? I bet they're eating something super delicious without us. Yeah. I also want to note that I think I don't remember it's at this scene or later, but at some point Jotaro says like, if they're not here in five minutes, we'll go look for them. Right. So the entire second episode takes place within a span of five minutes. Because they don't go look for them until the end. They're really fast. Yeah. Anyway. They're fast and they're strong. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're just, like, sitting outside with Iggy. And then uh, Avdol catches up to Joseph and he's like, oh, she ran in the women's bathroom. And are you ready for more comedy? Because they're, she, Joseph tells Avdol... They're just speaking. They're like, hey, we're in the women's bathroom right now. And she had nice legs. Yeah, you can identify her by her smoking gams. So they're, like, looking under all the stalls, and then there's one – they look under, and then there's one stall with the lady with, like, nice – just, like, nice legs. Just, like, nice legs. Again, nice. compulsory heterosexuality. Joseph's performing right now. And then all of the stalls fly open, and guess what? It's the old lady from before. It's the horny old lady who loves to have her fucking shit interrupted yeah. by a bunch of perverts. And she's like, oh, it's you boys again. I knew you'd come back for more. And then, because they're all gross, ugly ladies, they go, ah, and they fucking jump out the window. They do jump out the window, and as Abdul's falling, he says, this is not in line with my image, bathroom disasters are Polnareff's thing. Which is very good to hear and see. Yeah. I like that part. That was a good part. And that's pretty much the end of the episode, right? Uh, Abdul mentions that he already touched the outlet, Uh um... He also touched it on the escalator by accident. Mm -hmm. So now they're they're running after Mariah, and they start to get, uh, stuck together as they're running it's kind of like a three-legged race and it's they fall they both get like magnetized and stuck together at their faces and they're like this is bad and then mariah is in front of them like <laughs> yeah and then you see you see this lady's butt for 800 seconds before you ever see her face yeah it's good 
It's good, and that's pretty much the episode. It's, and it's very straight. It's very straight and not gay. We have to mention this. So you know for the second part, in case you were... Oh, yeah, the way that they're stuck together? Yeah, it's a very heterosexual... Stuff yeah, they're stuck together. Yeah, they're like, yeah. It's 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 straight to me. Uh, you want to check the Speedwagon Foundation? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Patreon.com slash Thrones. That's us. You can give us cash monies. Uh, nice. $5, you get special shoutouts and episodes, and we'll read a message if you want. At $10, you get special user status in Discord and special stuff when we do a uh, live stream. Uh, we have a message this week. Okay. Uh, Speedwagon Foundation message from official Roy of the show, Roy. Great. This one goes out to everybody in the PGOT slash Yaddy Yaddy Boys community, including you boys. Oh. That's nice, thanks. Since at 29, I'm apparently the oldest person in this whole thing, I'm going to do <laughs> what's right as the official PGOT grandma and just say, a preemptive... Or four to six days into the year. I've already missed it. Happy 2018 birthday to everyone. I give you all $5 each, but the Patreon money to my opinion, boys, is going to have to do. Hope that however old you turn this year, you have a good time and Grandma loves you. Jimmy Rebby, Roy. Uh, what if what if Roy's name was Granny Eroina? Okay. I just feel like we give Roy a new nickname every time, so I just wanted to try one. Official Granny Arena of the show, Roy. It's, it's good. It's good. I like it. Uh, yeah, happy, happy new, happy New Year's birthday! Everybody. I was trying to come up with the Susie Q thing, but there was only that, but she's the only other one old woman we know, uh, right? And then yeah, there's 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 um, we do get introduced to a, a new a new old woman today. She doesn't have um, a name though. Doesn't have a name. I don't think this episode really passes the Bechdel test, huh? No, it doesn't. It doesn't do a great job on that front. Yeah. So, you know, no media is perfect. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the special user of the week is Elliot the Tormentor. Just uh, the prodigal Elliot. Elliot the uh, the blank. Elliot, Elliot the Great. Elliot the Tormentor. Elliot the Sky Dragon. Thank you. That's good. I like that. Thank you, Elliot. Um, Can we did, just real quick? Oh, speaking of Elliot the Tormentor, uh, did uh-huh. you, do you know about the Fire Pro Wrestling news? No, I don't. There's going to be a bunch of DLC updates. One is like you can do a career mode with your guy, and they're oh, doing they're doing an official license crossover with New Japan. So like real, they're going to create New Japan wrestlers, and they'll just be in the game. And at the end of the career mode, you, you win the IWGP title. Oh, that's really good. And also, they're going to do like a um, like a make your own uh, promotion mode where you book everything and then it happens. Isn't there, isn't there a fucking game where you could, like a fucking Def Jam game where you can play as Okada and shit? That's, uh, that's one of the, that's Yakuza 6. Which, oh, okay. Which isn't out here yet. Gotcha. But it's coming out this year. I think in March it comes out. And you can play as several, uh, oh, and in uh, Tekken 7 there's Bullet Club uh, gear you can put on guys. That's, that's good. I think they're also in that. I, nice. I think I saw a thing about Tanahashi being in Tekken. <laughs> so, sure so yeah there you go thank you patreon to come uh, yeah, thank you roy thank you elliot um and i just want to say that uh 2018 is already a good year mm-hmm. um because officially there's going to be no game of thrones this year oh my god Mwah. Mm, chef it's, kiss it's we're gonna just do uh by the fucking by the time we catch up part five better at least be announced yeah because this is ridiculous at this point I don't yeah, know why I, they wouldn't do it? I just want to watch a fucking show that is on a lot, and it is, I don't have to wait for things to be released. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, we'll, we'll do fucking 
Naro Naro Boys, and it'll be a Naruto podcast, and we'll do it for 25 years. That's a lot, though. Yeah, I don't really want to do what it. What are all the things you know about Naruto? I've never seen. We'll an do. Of we'll Naruto do a Gunsmoke podcast. I've never seen an episode of Naruto in my life. What do you know about it? I know there's Sharingan. Yep. I know there's like Leaf Village. Vegeta does Gallic Gun. I know that. And there's, um, there's some, someone there's, is Hokage. So, yes, um, and he has a son, and his name's Borat. Yeah. So, I, we've we've talked about we've talked about everything on the show before, but everything that I knew about anime prior to. Um, this show pretty much because anytime Toonami would go on, I would say, uh-uh, and I would change to Nickelodeon because um, I'm not a fucking pleb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned from my middle school youth group, which had GameCubes, which had Dragon Ball Z Budokai and Naruto Clash of Ninja. Um, so that's where I learned that like Yamcha was good in, in Budokai. But, I, but Naruto, I learned that um, there's a small boy and his name is Rock Lee. Yeah. And he can like, he can turn into like, or no, it's there's somebody who turns into like a funny like sexy doll or something. Maybe that's Naruto, and like you, and then you hit it, and then it, Naruto's behind you. And then, anyways, I played as the the cool guy. Naruto's like cool, like Vegeta friend Sasuke. Sasuke. I was Sasuke because Sasuke is cool mm-hmm. and he does fire jutsu. Mm-hmm. And I would always be, I would always be like fire style jutsu. And then the youth pastor would be like, okay, Brooks, come on, it's time for the sermon. And I'd be like fire style jutsu. And it was good. Rock Lee is a guy. The only thing I know about Naruto is that there's a guy. Oh, there's a guy named Gara, and I think Rock Lee is gonna fight him. And Rock Lee like sucks, and then he takes off like his bracelets, and it turns out they're very heavy bracelets, and he's been fighting with like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like is that is like Vegeta um, Piccolo's like thing that he wears? That's like heavy. Is is Gara the scary mirror person? Because I don't like. I didn't. I, I don't like. Gar. I think Gara is the the bad guy. Oh, and there's also there's the guy who looks like fucking mega old speedwagon because like his his face is all bandages and he's like the the helper or something. He teaches them how to do fucking Naruto Hamon or whatever. <laughs> Kakashi Sensei, that's what Kikashi. his name is. Yeah, Naruto Hamon. <laughs> oh man, if we had like if we were like posting this on some like anime website, it would be so good to hear the feedback to this one. I would like already be. I would already be getting pizzas sent to my fucking location. <laughs> uh, well, this is the second episode. Yeah. What happens here? This is the this is when all the funny gay jokes happen. Yeah, kind of like a funny gay. Um... So, uh, oh, before it starts, we learned that last time on Jojo no Kimyo no Boken. Uh, Joseph... <laughs> what? That's what it's called. It is what it's called. Uh, Joseph was a pervert and said, "Oh my god." That's pretty much all the all it tells us. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, I, I do want to mention at this point, I'm kind of turning around on the opening song. Oh, I, that, yeah, that was actually my first note, was that actually I kind of like it now. Uh, the, I, I found out the reason I don't like it. It's because I feel like it reminds me of a game of song styles on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, a Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style, where, like, the singers are try like, know what they have to do, but they can't get in sync except for, like, a couple of parts. But okay. It's okay. Yeah, I I still don't like the part where after you see all of the JoJo's and Dio's, there's like, I think it's the Sonochino Sadame guy. Mm-hmm. There's a part that I don't, it doesn't sound good. It sounds like a first take, and then after that, it's good again. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's one like harmony that's pretty good, dun, 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 dun. like that part is good. Yeah, and I, it's and it's cool to look at, and I think I've seen, I think I saw the silo- silhouette of Killer Queen in there. Don't quote me. Yeah, you probably um, did not. <laughs> I don't think you did. I'm pretty sure I did, and it's Killer Queen, and it's just, they're coming. <laughs> Killer Queen's tomorrow. Yeah. 
Um, my, my stand uh, is the Egyptian god album that Killer Queen was on. A night at a day at the races or at the opera. Uh, Fuck. That's a good album. Yeah. <laughs> Queen two. Yeah. So I don't want to call out um, Fye publicly for your entertainment, the company okay. that sells CDs. But it's okay. Okay. So when I was in high school, I was kind of like, a, hey, there's no no band after Bon Jovi's ever been good, and I'm an '80s boy, and '70s are good too. That's and, fucking wild. That's, yeah, a, that's it was, like a bold stance to take. Yeah, well, I watched VH1's top 100 songs of the 80s, and number one was Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer, and I'm like, okay, that's my, my new favorite song now. It, do, it does have a key change in the last chorus. So it's that, a like, really good song. Um, so number two was like fucking Duran Duran. I'm like, get out of here. So, uh, so I would go and I would buy – I would get like $20 a month for like fucking mowing the lawn or whatever eighth graders do. Um, and then I would go to the local for your entertainment and I would buy a CD of a band that I wanted to get into. Cause I didn't, I'm, I'm a Christian. I don't pirate music. So I went and I bought Queen's greatest hits and, um, Queen's greatest hits does not have Bohemian Rhapsody on it. That seems like an oversight. It was kind of an oversight and I'm sure they just saved it cause I wanted people to buy Queen greatest hits volume two, but it was just kind of, it was just kind of, I was like, Hey everybody come into my car and we're going to do the funny Wayne's world scene. And then fucking, I want to break free started playing. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I've let you down. Does it have Stone Cold crazy on it? No. What the fuck? It just had, it had fucking 16 I Want to Break Freeze and one Save Me in the middle. And also, We Will Rock You, just, but just the outro of it. It was just the fucking scene from Drake and Josh where they all sang it at the end of the episode. <laughs> I never watched Drake and Josh. I never watched iCarly. Oh, let me, I'm gonna, I'll send you my Hulu and you can watch all of Drake and Josh because it's fucking good. Okay, yes. I have Hulu, but send me yours so it doesn't, like, save on my account that I want Yeah, so it. it doesn't just recommend you fucking... The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see what happens in this one. Uh, so Joseph is stuck to Abdal and they slowly stand up and Joseph demands that Abdal activate his core mm-hmm. so that they can go over to a fence and separate. He tells him, use your core muscles. Uh, and then, they, and then they go one, two, one, two, and they like slowly scoot over to the fence and it's good. It's good. Then, um, some, some bystanders are watching and they pretend to be dancing. And and they're like, oh, this is, oh yeah. Um, they're like, oh no, like people are starting to watch this. And then Abdul says, dancing outside is truly the best. <laughs> I'm being regular right now. It's my improv champion. And then we get into the funny gay part. Like a funny thing. Uh. Uh. Did I lose Brooks? back hey uh, that was cool episode you want you want to tell the viewers what happened the fun thing uh my computer exploded yeah it's good i'm getting a new i'm getting a new one it's it's, it's good so uh, hp not on the recommended uh yeah gonna have to go with carly fiorina did a bad job <laughs> she did not the best not the best job um anyway part episode two did we get to the gay stuff yet um no, <laughs> let's get to it. Okay, so as I don't, I don't know where we cut off, but they were pretending to dance. Right. Then they get to the fence and Joseph, he's like, oh, well, what you have to do is very slowly slide off of me because the, since we're attracted, our polarities are like the opposite. 
Yeah, they have neg- it's positive, negative, zero, hormone magnet. Yeah, as we all know. Is how so Abdul has to slowly slide down his body because right now their faces are, are connected. Yeah, so the opposite ends have the, the same uh, polarity, so they'll reject. Yeah. So Abdul starts slowly sliding down Joseph's body, and guess, and, guess uh, what? Guess where he gets stuck? Where? Is it, it's so funny. His, his like, face is, like, stuck at, like, Joseph's dick part. Oh, so what you're saying is it looks like he's giving a blowsif job star. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. My original joke for that oh, was that was uh, that was the revised version. Yeah, the original. Okay, so last night when I was watching the episode, I was like, what if it was called a Joseph Blowstar? And then when I was in the shower this morning, I thought of the words blowsif job star and I started laughing by myself alone. <laughs> It's good. You love it. And, uh, and yeah, that's why I was like, we have to record this episode today. I have to get this one out on the airwaves. But but what happens is the, it's, like, working, and then uh, Avdol, he starts, like, freaking out because a crowd showed up, and he starts, like, shaking his head wildly, and, and it looks like he's doing it more. It's like he's giving that good neck. He's Yeah. He's giving old man Joseph that sloppy toffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the people are watching, and they're getting yeah. embarrassed. And you know he's nasty because Joseph's pants are still on. Yeah, he's <laughs> sloppy toppy through the pants. Year <laughs> two four, un- never discovered. The secret fourth base. Yeah, Jon Snow invented cunnilingus, and Muhammad Abdul invented sucking dick <laughs> through jeans. <laughs> well, Joseph was playing two K. Yeah, <laughs> sucking my Joe Star's dick. Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, and then they so then he they finally detach and uh and then like they, uh, they fly apart from each other and this like happy music starts playing and it sounds like the fucking Death Thirteen amusement park music. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like they must have been like, what can we? We already made this track. We have to use it again. Mm-hmm. So that's what they did. And then Death Thirteen sh- shows up and says "Lolly Blow," and then I laugh. Uh, so they separate. But then I not guess, for long. Not for long because then they get sucked back together. But it's funny because Joseph like was spun around by them getting pulled apart. So mm-hmm. then Abdul's Abdul's front part is attached to Joseph Joestar's back part. Yeah, Abdul's butt. dick looks like it's it's sticking to JoJo's butt. And this is just this is I'm I don't want to go into like funny gay territory like the show is. It's just like actual gay discourse. Joseph's definitely a bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Right? Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to get just wanted to like make sure we were on the same page about that. Um I mean this is canon. Like this actually happened in the show, so Uh-oh. Oh yeah, with the Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean right now it's literally happening. Oh yeah, and it's really funny. It's really funny. And then they're like, Oh my god and Joseph is crying because of how embarrassed he is that people might think he's gay. And, and then, then speaking of really funny... And then guess what? Remember the old lady we already saw? The horny old lady, she shows up. She shows up again, and she says that Joseph is disgusting because he's doing gay things. This is canon. This is what she says. Yeah, and then she starts beating JoJo with an umbrella while Abdal's blowing his back out. Yeah. And um, Abdul's then they up, Abdal's hitting all of Joseph Joestar's walls as this old lady <laughs> fucking... All of, his, all of his Joe spots. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, so then she she hits them a bunch with the uh, with a stick, and then they roll down a hill, and they're separated again. 
And this is like, there's a lot of like poop and peep and fart <laughs> jokes, but this is like the only time there's ever like a sex joke. Like I yeah, can't remember weird. any others, even like in the future, that this like type of humor is played. Right. It's weird. You know, you got to try new things. Got to yeah. new comedy territory. Yeah, got to be innovative, I guess. Uh, so then what happens? Oh, they fall down by they. Oh, they roll down a hill and Mariah's there. Remember her? She's sitting on twelve bricks and um, they get stuck. <laughs> she to just, a st- Abdul just found twelve bricks. <laughs> he just found twelve bricks. There they go. And they get stuck to a steel ra- railroad track, and they, like, jet-set radio into each other, and there's a train coming. Yeah, so there's a train coming, and Mariah's, like, smoking a cigarette and, like, doing the, like, twirling mustache thing. Like, ah, ha, ha, a train will kill you. And then they're just like, oh, Nani, and then they're freaking out. And there's then- there's a moment, as soon as the train came, that I was like, it was very fleeting, but, like, what if the train was Stroheim? Okay, how, okay. Can you... And, like, it's probably not, but I was just kind of thinking about it, and, like, that would probably be his final form, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> there should have been... A, like, he a, wants to be as as machine-like as possible. There should have been a close-up of, like, the train's manufacturer, and it was, like, made in Stalingrad or something, and then it would tie everything together. Yeah, and then the narrator would be like, well, Stroheim made the trains run on time, because he was one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then it's, like, She's like, oh, I'm going to kill you, and you're dead. But then we get, like, the halfway through commercial break, so you know they're not dead, in case you were worried. I, you know, I wasn't. Oh, I was, because, Cause I'm, the whole- because I'm a simple person. Because <laughs> the whole time I was like, like, the show has reminded you that, oh, Joseph can use his stand, because the stands have been established, and Avdol hasn't thought of using Magician's Red at all until this point. Yeah. So the train goes by, and Mariah's like, aha, I've done it. And then it turns out Avdol, like, burned a hole in the ground, and they're hiding in it. Mm-hmm. And then he says, this suits the image of Muhammad Abdul. This is my character. Yeah, it was good. I wish he would have done, but otherwise it was really good. I, he says he does something like that. He says, oh, no, he's like, when he uh, saves Joseph from the escalator, he's like, ahem, ahem. Right. Uh, which, uh, not the same, but good effort. It was still good. So, that... so speaking of things that are really good. Yeah. So Hermit Purple grabs her around the neck, and then she's very not mad about it. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. do you want to take this one? So, uh, first I have to mention, I think she gets really mad, and when she's mad, she has, like, an ugly face. Like, the whole rest of the time, she's, like, a sexy woman with, like, boobs and a butt and, like, a pretty face, but then she gets mad, and there's, like, her eyes are bulging out, and, like, her and nose her is her butt gets big. all red. Yeah. And then, her, so, yeah, her purple's tied around her neck, and she's, like, doesn't care, because then her her boob, boobies, her, her breastuses, they start growing very large, Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, oh, what? Oh, no. The big, big, big b- bap. Big Bong Kong got donkaroos. It's literally the machine gun jubbly scene from Austin Powers. Because apparently she had tons of screws and bolts in her bra boobs. And then it expands Just out in case. and fires at uh, her boobs get really big and then they get really pointy because there's so many screws and nuts and bolts. And then they fly and hit Joseph and Afdol and they don't like it. They don't like it, but they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Abdul just, like, burns a few, and then they're like, okay, whatever. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they, they realize that she has to maintain a certain distance from them, because if they're too close, it's bad, and if it's too far away, the stand doesn't work. Yeah, fucking 15 minutes into the second episode of the arc, Joseph remembers the rules of stands, and realizes mm-hmm. that when someone's closer to you, it's stronger. So speaking of the rules of stands, right now, this is what I'm fucking talking about with Hermit Purple. Mm. Hermit Purple makes a complete map of the city in the ground. In the dust. 
Like, I thought that you needed something to do it on. But I guess, like, technically, if, like, you can make a map on a surface, like, the dust is a surface, I guess. Does he know the map? I don't know. Does he know the complete? I don't know. He should at least have to punch a camera first. Hermit Purple does whenever it wants to help. He punches an aerial photograph, and then he can make a complete map of the city. Yeah. Um, so that happens. Oh, and at, at this point, he mentions that, like, Joseph, he's like, though there have been times I've strategically retreated. Right, which is, he says he's never abandoned a fight, and that's kind of pedantic, Joseph. Yeah, that's where we're getting into the nitty-gritty on that one. But, okay, you strategically retreated because it was funny to say, let's hot-foot it out of here, Smokey. It was pretty good. I remember the joke. Um, oh, and I love this thing, like, the like of course... The main thing we're worried about is, oh, no, what about the other trains that will come? And there's a throwaway line of Joseph being like, oh, people saw the tracks are broken. They'll alert the authorities and make sure no trains come through here. Right. In this five minute span. It's good. We're not going to kill people. We're the good guys. Right. Anyway, let's go. Uh, so yeah, then I, is my note about this has been less than five minutes because uh, Jotaro and Polnareff are still waiting Mm -hmm. for the hotel. Right. And then Polnareff just being like. Because Polnareff is just the dramatic irony character, and he's he's like, people who cut train lines are stupid, and they get what they deserve, and I don't like them, and they're not friends of mine. Do you yeah. get it? Because it's actually the good guys. Uh-huh. Polnareff sucks. Anyways, there's this shitty guy who's just proposing to his girlfriend in the middle of fucking, like, so then we this, like town. Another comedy scene of them running through the city and all the, like, uh, magnetic things attaching to them. So there's, like, cans of, like, food or whatever, and then a guy being like, oh, my love, I've spent three months' worth of paychecks on this wedding ring. Will you marry me? And then it, like, flies away and attaches to Joseph. Once again, microacts of resistance to um, disrupt uh, uh, compulsory heterosexuality things. And then he's running, and there's, like, a big stand of cans of juice, and they get stuck to him, and then, like, a dog's silver bowl or something. You know, I kind of... I have it in my notes that when it's good, funny JoJo is, like... Some of the best JoJo. Because, like, the fucking Oingo stuff was so good. Like, it was when genuinely it's not, funny. When it's not like, hey, guys, what if we did a trans misogyny? Then, like, other than that, it's, like, when it's funny slapstick, it's good. Yeah. Like, they steal, like, there's a guy riding a bike, and then Joseph magnets it out, and then he does a fucking wily Coyote, holds up a sign that says, oh, no, and then he falls on the ground. It's funny. It's funny, and then the bike is stuck to Joseph. And he looks like a Katamari, and it's good. It's good. And then he, they, he finally, like, stops walking, and there's, like, a million more things attached to him, and it looks funny. And also mm-hmm. Abdul's there on the other side, and he has stuff attached to him, too. Yeah, so they separate, and it's a pincer attack, which, if you remember, is how the brain genius commander Jon Snow won the Battle of the Bastards. Um, yeah, it's, what it's uh, you know, like the uh, phalanx uh, formation, like battle strategy? Mm-hmm. It's that, I'm pretty sure, is exactly what it is. Yeah, a pincer attack is when you use, like, fucking guillotine and bug bite. Uh, so then we, the, our, our heroes are too uh, <laughs> weighed down by, like, all the metal shit attached to them. And Mariah, she's like, oh, by the way, did you know that electrical uh, poles are also magnetic? I, so she, I didn't. So she, like, cuts the pole and, like, the wires fall down and they're, like, being attracted to Joseph and he screams for five minutes. Yeah. And, like, Abdul's trying to burn him up and Joseph is, like, using Hermit Purple to grab them. But there's there is- too many. Even Mariah's like, oh, Magician's Red's doing a pretty good job, but Hermit Purple has no chance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she just was like, you know, Joseph, if unfortunately I didn't have to kill you because Lord Dio told me, like, I'd definitely bang you. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded it at all. Even though you're old and I don't like you, you're very smart and handsome, so. Right. And then he's like, hey, so why don't we do that? And she's like, no, Lord Dio is better. Which, yeah. like, no, she says Lord Dio is more uh, charismatic or something. 
Dude, could you imagine if like okay, so what if what if Mariah had like uh like a, a clitoral piercing and then he sees a magnet? I don't like to think about stuff like that. Okay. I feel like she would know her powers enough to to realize that that might have been a bit of an oversight. I'm just saying he would do a good job. Yeah. So at this point, Joseph's like, oh, "I'm much weaker than you." I uh, and this at this point, it was another fucking me getting owned because I was I have an all caps use your homo, Joseph. It's now it's now it's time. It's the good time. He doesn't use it though. And I also I do think it's funny because yeah, she does say like, "Oh, you're hot, but Dio's way hotter." Which is it's just very good because it's like later, Joseph. I'm gonna go fuck your grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, I kind of, kind of agree. I mean, they're two different, like, two different genres of like sexy guys. Yeah, there's grandpa, there's hot grandpa, and then there's hot hyper vampire grandpa. Yeah. Um, and both are fucking good. Both are good. I like I like the it. I yeah. Like and I don't get like. Joseph, he, he's, like, stalling, and he keeps saying, like, oh, please, let me go. And I don't understand what happened to cause this, like, end. Well, you, you mean when Joseph fucking uses Hermit Purple to, like, use water to levitate out of a fucking sewer pipe or something? I saw water, but I didn't get it. I don't know what happened. But basically, because uh, they're doing a pincer attack, it's Abdol is on one side, and then Joseph is on the other, and they get, like, stuck together with all the heavy stuff, and they crush Mariah and definitely kill her. Definitely, like, brutally... It's very bad to see. The, the, like, description says she broke all of the bones <laughs> in her body and was forced and to retire. the hospital. Yeah. Uh, so, hmm. Definitely didn't kill her, though. Yeah, and then they all walk away and go get breakfast, and it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so this, this entire episode took place in the span of a half hour, and then they get up and they say the funny, like, let's go get breakfast, ha, ha, ha. Like, right. just an average day for us guys. And then they cut back to Jotaro and Polnareff, and Polnareff is sexist for no reason. Mm, yeah, funny Pol- He's like, what's taking those so long? It's longer than a woman getting dressed. <laughs> <laughs> that is what he sounds like. So then, uh, yeah, Jotaro's like, okay, let's go. It's taking a while. Let's go look for them. But then a guy walks behind them, and he says his name is Alessi, and he's going to get them. He looks bad, and there's a shadow, and has eyeballs. And I, I have like to it. say, I think... Especially, like, this episode and the next episode, I fucking hate the next arc. Uh, so it's probably, to me, the worst, but everything after that is, like, at, like probably the best arc of Egypt is after that. So this is just, so this isn't, you're not considering the first half of Battle of uh, Stardust Crusaders when you say that it's the worst. I'm talking about the Egypt part. Okay. So next arc might be the worst, but the one after that might be the best. Of just, like, the regular villains, not counting, like... When they get to Dio. Spoilers. They find Dio eventually. Fuck. Yeah, sorry. Good. I can't wait to see him. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to. Um, so j- just to give you a, a little preview of what might happen. How, how, so how do you feel about Polnareff? Oh, I still want him to die. How would you feel if he was a little baby? Like like the, the baby that like eats poop? How, like, a to- like, a cho- like a toddler. Like, if, if Polnareff was, like, turned into a baby? Yeah, and then you saw his dick for an hour as a baby. How would you feel? I gotta say, in terms of Polnareff episodes, that sounds pretty good. Okay, because that's... Just keep that in mind, watching the... <laughs> I don't know why. Just be just, thinking just, about that. Just, just a little... Yeah, just a little mental image for you to keep in mind watching that. Because, like, I wouldn't like it if it was Kakyoin, you know? I wouldn't I wouldn't like to see, like, him be humiliated for an hour. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just uh, something to look forward to. 
Because certainly there's no way that this weird fucking shitty Gengar is going to turn anybody into a baby, because that doesn't make sense. Yeah. This show's logical. Uh, Yes. Want to do questions? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, You can send us questions at yaddyyaddyboys. No, yaddy-yaddy-boys at tumblr.com or yaddyyaddyboys at gmail.com. We got a double, uh, a two-parter from Tumblr user Mike Dawson this week. Okay. First one. Do you know the Egyptian legend of the time Isis tricked Set into eating Horace's cum by lacing said cum into some lettuce, at which the, the, at the time was considered an aphrodisiac? Yes, I did know that. Oh yeah, I learned that in school <laughs> every year. It was annoying. Yeah, when it's I, like how when you're in you're in English class and it's like, oh, we're in the Crucible again. Like when you go to world history, it's like, oh, I already know about fucking Horace's cum. <laughs> uh, part two. Do you ever think Joseph's dad ate Lisa Lisa's pussy? <laughs> No. Well, he was he was a British gentleman, right? So he has that against him, right? But also, but also, like he died. He died. He, he, he didn't. He didn't respect her, and that's why Joseph doesn't like her. Him. True. Uh, next question. Uh, anonymous asks: Joseph is a digital dog with five electric asses. <laughs> yeah. That's good. This is the, that's a that's a good anonymous question. We made Joseph two in this episode. Uh huh. Um, Siberian Pine asked, "What possible hope do these chuckle fucks have of defeating Dio? I love my precious Crusaders, but Dio has endless stand users and the world, and the Crusaders can't even shit successfully and come close to defeat the stands of Manga and Magnets. Dio knows all their secrets, and I don't stand a chance. Worried about my boys." Yeah, the thing like. I do want to play into that, like, kayfabe, and, like, I'm fucking sure that, like, they take care of Dio at the end, whoever, like, makes it or whatever, but the thing, like, they really haven't shown Dio being powerful in a while. Like, they've just shown him having a lot of friends. Yeah. And being influential. But, like, there have been a couple times where anyone mentions Dio's stand, and they're like, I'd rather kill myself than tell you his stand's power, so. Right. I, that, that's it would be really funny if it was, if it was something like super shitty and they just wanted to like create like, it'll 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 rip out your tongue on an airplane yeah <laughs> uh but may, may, you could be like oh well they have to fight all these stand users so they get like knowledge and experience and then they can fight you like they have to yeah they're grinding first. yeah um tumblr user maxi bajillion asked i love seeing stands get more abstract and specific in their powers as the series progresses but there comes a point when you got to ask yourself is a stand just a stand or is it a vehicle for iraqi to display his oddly specific kinks i for one think you are valid iraqi you and your magnetism <laughs> kink are valid yeah this show does kind of seem like it has futurama disease sometimes where like the far the longer you go the more it just seems like the creators are just fulfilling some weird fetish just getting hor- like it's it, it depends like the relation of horniness to the episode. Right. Like, yeah, because some some stands probably could be, like, horny, but he doesn't make them that way. Unless he I like, do think it's weird that Whole Horse's stand does make him, like, blow up into a blueberry. Yeah. Like a big blueberry. <laughs> that's big blueberry. That was kind of... I like the gun better in part one, but it was weird when he came back in part two and he was a big blueberry circle. Yeah. <laughs> My stand, World of Pure Imagination, will... Uh... <laughs> Give Iraqi a boner the likes he's never seen. Yeah, and then Joseph says, oh, that's a whole horse. And then everybody laughs, and it's funny, because he's large. Uh, Tumblr user TuffsterMCG asked, Magnetism itself is one of my favorite stand abilities ever. One, what kind of extremely good mundane things would you do with a magnet stand? And two, what other vague physics concepts do you want to see as a stand? 
You're asking the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know shit about anything. There could probably be a cool, like, gravity stand. Ooh, that'd be good. Like, uh, actually, no, that exists. Sorry. Fuck. Yeah, it does exist. Uh, well, what if... All right, so hear me out. Um, so you know Hulk Hogan has, like, a robot dick? What? You know, he, Hulk Hogan has, like, a robot dick with, a, with, with its own spine, and he presses a button to get a boner and stuff. Okay. You know about that. I did not know about that. I guess you didn't fucking watch the sex tape then. I no, I didn't. Some fucking wrestling fan you are. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I I'm sorry I didn't get into the fucking extended universe of uh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan fiction. Yeah, it's right after he says like a bunch of extremely racist shit, and then he says like Autobots roll out, and then he pushes a button on his side, and then his dick gets really big. <laughs> okay. And it's pretty. It's better than any matches he's ever done. Yeah, probably. Um, but anyways, I was gonna do like a what if like he jerked off with like his it's a magnet or something. That'd be good. Uh, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, that's all, that's all our questions. Thank yeah, I don't know. Any, I don't know any other physics concepts. Um, uh, inertia, friction. What if a photosynthesis stand? Okay. You just like get like power from the sun. That'd be pretty good. Like if yeah, what lights if, in the what sun, if there was a stand that was like the sun. Oh, and it was, like, big and hot, and then you had to hide in a glass box to use it. <laughs> yeah. That would be so good. And in fiction, they tell you about how bad that stand was all the time. I like it. That'd be good. Thank you. That's the episode. That's it. Uh, see you next week when Polnareff is a baby for an hour, and you see his dick the whole time. Does he, like, is it, like, the last baby, where there's a funny turd right by it? No. Oh, fuck he, this. He's, it's a toddler. It's not a baby. Oh. But, mm. yeah. Sorry to spoil it, but it's bad, and I hate it. Just to set your expectations. Where they I mean, he's probably, like... I mean, I fucking hope, but, like, I, he's probably not going to be, like, horny, though, for a fucking second, which is um, cool. You are 100% completely wrong. Great! Yep. <laughs> so, I told Dude, I you. Love, I love Boss Baby. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to fucking go into hypersleep until next week. I can't wait. Yaddy, yaddy, boys. Don't get cucked. Stay off the Don't get hug. cucked. Uh... <laughs> Um, this is Yaddy Yaddy Boys. I'm not owned, you are. Bye.